The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Paul, he's Ronnie, and from what was a seven-point piece of positivity last week, thank Christ we got them points, as the last two have been grim. Pumped out the cup on Tuesday and another defeat on Saturday. Imagine if we could stop a cross coming into the box. Scunnard, I really am. Join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Kilmarnock and St Mirren Review, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, Motherwell Preview, Loan Report, The Academy Lads, The Women's Team, Sporters Foundation, Community Trust, Who Am I, On This Day With The Arab Archive, and hey, some good news, we're heading back to the Gardine Theatre. It's all coming up in episode 165 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Paul Dixon. Welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox Podcast. We'll forget him in to defend the crosses into the box, Paul McNichol. And disappointed that said box doesn't contain pizza, Ronnie Costello. Hey, any pictures of yourself you've seen today? Oh, there's been a couple. I saw half my face in a photo for yesterday's game. No, no, and I saw... And a, a school photo. That's the one. And I saw the school photo for my old, my old playing career at Craigie High. <laughs> we were getting ready. I remember that photo getting taken. That was at the back of the, I'm not sure if it's the old gym hall at St. John's or if they've built a new one or no, but that was doing at St. John's before we played them. Pretty sure that we got bit as well. But uh, eh, that's that's when I had hair. So it's a, it's a black and white photo, but then somebody's yes. put in a colour photo. That's a horrific strip, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and it was made of that material that oh, kind of yeah. just... That chafes your nipples, shaves eh? nipples off. Oh, uh, <laughs> you lose the skin I mean, right off Some people in that. Amsterdam will pay for that kind of treatment. You are getting it for way. free as a bairn. It's, it's, yeah, like, it's rough. It's rough, shall we say. Cheese grittered up. It's like when you're skint, you need to buy the really cheap bog roll. Your arsehole doesn't appreciate that, ta. Uh. Nah, mind the, mind the bog roll used to get skill. It's like tracing paper. What's the idea was that? <laughs> it's, just, it's just absolute brutality. It's like tracing paper. Unbelievable. Anyway. I tell you what, it'd be more enjoyable speaking about stuff like that than what we've now to speak about, to be fair. Until this later on. True. Until later this on. This is very true. Because we might actually have some good news coming up. But it's uh, you said it at the top there. I mean, they I get these seven points, eh? Like, I can't win them as a cup game this week, but if we hadn't got these seven points, you imagine that? Jeez. I mean... Terrible. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah t- terrible. I'm beginning to think the Ross County result was half. It was really, it was better than it was <laughs> after what we've been served up this week. But it's... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's been a, it's a, been a pretty rough... Uh, it's been a pretty rough seven days starting doing in the, uh, the cup, doing in Ayrshire with a good pal, Kevin Clancy in the middle, because he might get mentioned once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we mentioned it last week. It was a, it was a big opportunity and a decent opportunity to get to a cup semi final through the national stadium. And on the night, we just, we, we just in the day nearly enough to actually progress in that tournament. Unfortunately, and we can harp on about Clancy's penalty decision, which for me, like, uh, and I, I like to think I'm not looking at that incident through tangerine tinted specs. I don't think it's a penalty. I, I don't know. I don't know. Can what what a defender, not just Liam Smith, but it had to be another way about. Like we we'd have been laughing about it, thinking, can't believe we got a penalty there. I I think, uh, but it's 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even confident VAR would have overturned it, Rondo. I'm really not even confident VAR would have overturned it. I think he just listened to the the shout of the boy that about three seconds after the United game then picked up a 10-game ban. Uh, I think the ref just listened to the shout for the penalty and gave it basically whatever shout loudest got it. But it was a it was a power shocker at the time. I think it's and, what's been said. It's, it's like you say, what's he meant to do? What is he meant to go? Like, yeah, but, <sighs> yeah, that's this this whole natural and unnatural thing pisses me off as well. Like your arm is attached to your body, like it's perilous. What's what's unnatural about that? If he's took his right arm off and he's holding it in his left hand, that to me is unnatural. That's just nonsense. But it's in that instance, like all joking aside, I have no idea what Liam Smith's supposed to do. He's not made himself bigger. I don't think he's not even looking at the bar. He's he's trying to make himself without using his arms as big as possible. He's trying to close the man down. He's kind of threw himself at it. And Lafferty has blotted it at him for about three yards away. And it's hit him. it has hit him in the arm. Nobody would dispute that. And it was probably on target. Again, nobody's disputing that. But there's no intent there for Liam Smith to, to purposely block that bar with his hand. So it's any of these things. There's so many laws in football these days that I just don't know. I just don't understand a lot of them. Yeah. I really don't. I don't get it at all. And that, that's just another thing. Uh, but it's but that but on on Tuesday night, to me, that's not the reason we got beat. Because in fairness to the team, they obviously took that blow on the chin, and within about five, ten minutes, however many minutes it was, we were back on level terms. So the reason that we're, we're out of the cup isn't because a shitty decision for the referee, albeit it didn't help. But uh but that decision in a standalone uh, issue, to me, it's never a penalty. It's like when now, because you're seeing defenders, they're going out to like uh, defend a cross with their hands behind their back. And I mean, that's not a natural position. Rondo, that's unnatural to exactly. me. Exactly. In my opinion, that's unnatural. Why runs about like Liam Gallagher standing at a microphone? Nobody runs about like that. That's unnatural. But then that's what, that's what people are doing these days now. But out of fear of the bar accidentally clipping them in the arm, and Guillermo Apelli. It's uh, there's there's a lot wrong with that rule. There, there, uh, that law, sorry, there really is. Uh, and I don't know how to fix it. I have no idea. No, it's ridiculous. Um, but you, like you said, two minutes later, Glenn Middleton and uh, we're back on level terms. Great finish. I mean, what's the sheep doing on the 12 yard line? What's he doing in the penalty spot? <laughs> well, he's, he's dummying his own shot, isn't he? He took a swing and a miss. Probably on purpose. Uh, I just thought he was maybe maybe left up there grazing or something. (laughs) Possibly. What was going on? Great finish. One all. Ten minutes in, you're thinking, we get a bit of a game here. Yeah. No. (laughs) Just never got going, did we? It was. uh, It was just as lackluster as you could imagine. Uh, It was. Ah, we were miles off. It was a quarterfinal or a cup. I don't know how many more times I hate to say the words, but I, I just. We sold ourselves short, like we didn't, uh, we didn't do near enough to win that game. And like we go into the minutia of the whole game, like ultimately we've been undone by an uncontested cross to the back post, and uh, and I and, I, and I'm going to I like Beach, okay, going forward, he's a good player, defensively, certainly when it comes to like defending a cross. He's not the boy that you want in there. 
and you, and we'll get to it. Like St. Man game, he was obviously the guy that got out jumped for the first goal. But at least he gets out jumped and out muscled for somebody a lot bigger than him. Tuesday night, boy's about five foot two, and he's getting on the end of a cross in the middle of our box. It's just it's it's no good enough. Eh? It's miles and miles away from being good enough. And I mean, even after that goals went in on Tuesday and were two one done. If anybody I thought was going to score another goal, it wasn't us. And that, and that's a lot of that's unforgivable to me, Rondo. Like, we've said a hundred times on this podcast, we can only we only have the potential, the chance of winning two trophies a season, and that's an outside chance every single season. And then to not even put in what amounts to a proper shift, in my opinion, at the quarterfinal stage of, of the cup, then. That, that that's worrying for me. Like that that's worrying when when the desires know they're for the players. It's ma- massively disappointing. I mean, we kind of over the, over the ninety minutes, we didn't really we we'll maybe a wee glove on them, a meekless, but we didn't follow it up with another end to to try and get didn't, something didn't, out of the didn't game. Deserve nothing. Didn't no, deserve nothing. I, I thought second half we were a bit better, but again, knowing the final third, like we were. We had, we, we, again, and this will come up again for yesterday, we're a lot of the bar. Isn't they very mm. much weird? Again? And, and no. listen, there's as with a lot of games, some players will come out with pass marks and some, again, passes them bare, right? And at times on Tuesday, I thought, no, we're in this, like, we could we could get someone and it just breaks down. Again, an overhit pass, an underhit pass. The goalie's distribution is frightening. Like, and no one a good Horrendous. one. Horrendous. Horrendous. It's just, I don't know, Ken, like, goalie's starting age, right? And listen, he deserved other plaudits when he took the piss against fucking Hibs and Aberdeen and got what slowed the game down. That's fine. And I'd cut him some slack if he was rushing stuff and we're trying to go up the part dead quick, but we've got other time in the world because we're kind of ourselves. Ken, strikers dinner really chased doing a goalie. If the goalie's got it in his hands, rolls it out, he gets a half hour sort of challenge. You've got other time to think about it. Maybe he's overthinking these things. Just get the bar up the partner when they try to be clever. And this is no just our goalie. This is loads of keepers. They try to play a wee chip bar out the wide and it nine times out of ten goes out the park. Like, you're no Alison Becker. You're no the boy Ederson. Like, these boys are top, top level that think they could probably play in midfield. Can just play the simple thing... Ken, passing it out, passing a butt, get up, just can drive it up the middle. But yeah. then I'll also get to that because we've done that yesterday and it was Tony Watt that was up front and it's like, come on, lads. Same Tuesday. Yeah. Like, he's not going to win many battles there, Ken. But I just, like, for. <sighs> have you got the, have you got the subbies that were made in front of you on Tuesday? Because like, I can't I can't remember exactly what was made, but I can remember against Ross County, Kujo's not even on the bench. Fletcher came against... on for Freeman, 75. Cujo come mm-hmm. on seven, uh, for free. Aye, Cujo come on for McGrath, 76. And Sybil, 82 yeah. for Levitt. Levitt was obviously enforced because he was injured. injured. Yeah, get that. But the, the Cujo one, I was scratching my Mental. head at that. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not scratching my head at it because, because I don't think that he can he can do something. Mental. I mean, he was he was in the first 11 on the first game of the season doing it at Rugby Park. But to not be on the bench against Ross County, to then be the, a preferred subby to get put onto the game against uh, Kilmarnock, and then to get to the weekend, and again he's not on the bench. Like what? What's the? What is the thinking? 
process behind it is, is their manager thinking horses for courses and this is the sort of player that could cause Kelly problems because let me tell you he didn't cause them any problems well, on I, Tuesday I, I think, I think again it's a wee bit like uh, um, Anaku I think there's, there's a real rough diamond there there's something there that deserves a bit of work deserves the investment and stuff to go to but to be fair you could have put me on in that position on Tuesday and I'd have done about the same Ken, it was just like I mean, again, I could I, I couldn't really see what was going. I think he was trying to play him as a ten, near a double ten, probably to help him. Okay, I mean, um, but when you look at the bench, like you said, Ken, if he's playing him in there, you could have put Mikasen on, you could have put Anaku on, you could have put Harks on. You know, players that have been getting a bit. I mean, could you any of these unfortunate ends with the numbers with the squad? Because we were saying last week, Ken, Fletcher and uh, Mulgrew on the bench, Ken, can Pollock no on the bench, all oh, this kind of thing. And obviously, I mean, that was an argument. Well, Pollock was not on, I imagine, because of the injury. There's no point in putting Possibly, him on the yeah, Astro. Possibly, yeah. The playing surface, I'm thinking, yeah. But again, you looked at during the week, like, I looked at the bench and went, you can just fancy yourself with the bench, Ken. Graham, Niskanen, Fletcher, Sybil, Mikasin, and Aku, Harks, Kujo, Ken. You've got a lot of different players there, different types of players. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just, I just found it. I don't really care what was going on. This, I mean, I, I, and putting middle and a wing back, I didn't get. I didn't get. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we're p- still pushing on. The Niskanen's a wing back. I mean, come on. Yeah. Put him in the 10 and just run it, boys. But why? <laughs> like, it's no. Oh, man. It was mental because <laughs> I had, like, oh, no, we're still speaking about Tuesday. I'll get to it. I'll get to Saturday. But, um, yeah, ultimately, it was just, it was so, so disappointing. You know, and, and we need more for the players, especially on an occasion like that. Like, we need more for the players, period. But this is a chance to go to Hamden, right, with fans. Like, because the last time we were there, we weren't, nobody was there. But this I is mean, a it, massive. It's that, that, with fans, without fans, I suppose, obviously, the players would, would want to be there with a, with a crowd behind them, but... But that, that shouldn't even come into their thinking, Rondo. Like, no. uh, I never played fr- when I played amateur football at my honking level, <laughs> I, I played in semi finals and finals and quarter finals. You, you want to win, like, it doesn't matter if there's going to be any fans watching you in the quarter final or cup. You want to, you want to win that game. You try your absolute damnedest. You've worked a bloody week, you've done a, a night's training where you've maybe pretended that you've got a sore leg, and then the back comes out at the end of the session and you're running about daft thinking that you're Ronaldinho when you're no. Uh, you want to win these games. Like, what? The the desire is missing massively, other than the Aberdeen game and the Hibs game. Ross County have played, all right, Aberdeen game and Hibs game anomalies. We've, we've, it feels like we've reverted back to what we were doing before. Now, one thing I'll say, and I probably should say this after we've spoke about the St. Man game, I then I get the impression that I got weeks ago where, where I basically, in my opinion, thought that the, the players had done tools on Jack Cross. None, I mean, you kind of go back in time and none will ever change my mind about that. Certain players, down tools, in my opinion. I didn't get the impression that boys are down in tools this time. But in some ways, that's even more worrying to me. Because at least if you're getting bit and you've down tools, okay, that's an absolutely terrible trait to hay in your locker but you can maybe think to yourself you convince yourself ah but I didn't really try last time play sell it at least next time I'll put in a wee bit of a shift I'm of the opinion that these boys are trying and we're still getting bit mm. and we're getting bit for 
Kilmarnock, which is a team that is <laughs> it's our direct rivals right now, and St Mirren, a team that have now beat us twice this season. We've made Curtis Main look like he, he he should be in his international team. I don't care what country he's for. We've made him look absolutely fantastic against us. Curtis Main. He's he's scored three goals. If we're if we're gain on that goal yesterday, he scored three goals this season against us. Should have scored four because Ericsson sets him up for an open goal for forty yards and he he fluffs it because he's stinking. This is where we are. We we kind of. It's very hard to dress it up and, and stick stick a positive label on anything just now because we gave them our credit after Aberdeen. We gave them credit after Hibs because they deserved that, in my opinion. But the, by the same token, if you've been playing months and it doesn't look like you're doing as well as you should be doing, then you're going to get criticism. And it's not just me and it's not just you. Like You just say to go on social media immediately after games. And some criticism, don't get me wrong, goes way over the top. And some... Positivity goes away over the top as well in, in a lot of people's opinions. But the, the the fact remains, like we are rooted to the bottom of the league. I think we're maybe above Ross County and in kind of its goal difference or alphabetical order. I'm not really sure what this story is, but we're, we're in the wrong place in the league for a start. It's a goal, goal scored. That's why we're ahead of them. So we've scored, we've scored more. He scored 11, they scored six. We're, we're just in a bad place, Rondo. And uh, the Tuesday night cup game, uh, I was fairly my piss was boiled at the end of that game like it really was because I couldn't believe that we had just meekly surrendered a, a, a place in a cup semi-final and I'm not even saying that because I thought we'd have won the cup because I, I can't see anybody getting the better of Celtic in any of the tournaments this year personally but like on any given day you never know but to not even give ourselves a chance of that and to get comfortably put out for, for Kilmarnock that's it's very very disappointing. Hugely, hugely, hugely disappointing. Um, obviously, the the thing most players will tell you they want to get back playing and stuff. So there's a game on the Saturday. Before we move there, I have to ask, man of the match for Tuesday. Tuesday. Christ. Now you're asking Rondo. Now you are asking. I will tell you why. Isn't the man of the match on Tuesday? And we'll get to him as well, Mister Jum. He was not my man of the match on Tuesday. Uh, maybe maybe Middleton because he took his goal very well. But you go Middleton. I think, well, you go Middleton. You'll hear any. I'm going Middleton. I'm going Middleton. Middleton is uh, right. Okay, we'll add that on. So yeah. So uh, obviously the the next thing is to say though. Middleton had a hand in their bloody winner but no cutting out across him and whatever else was there that just fannied a bit so there's a massive asterisk beside that man of the match <laughs> he is uh, equal for uh, for our highest awards of man of the match that might change after yesterday's game who knows <laughs> so I didn't account the team because I had a horrendous journey same so I was I was I was not sure what was going on, and then uh, I saw the team and I was like, right, it's obviously been changes. Levitt's obviously injured. Um, 
Or Caden Freeman, he must be injured or not. Oh no, he's on the bench. Right, okay, fair enough. But Steve Fletcher's still there or thereabouts. I thought, mm, okay, maybe we would have brought him in because I thought he'd done all right. And he was a handful when he come on. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, that was my that kind of main thing because I, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, I think Steve Fletcher's in your team. You should be a better team. So that's just me. But anyway, you go to St. Martin, like you've already mentioned, they're flying, their home form's, well, it's not short, amazing, really. This season, it's considering, yeah, yeah, it's very, very good. They've done really well at home. No, so, no, so much away from home, but then they want a ton of dice. But then Abdi does that bar for us, I think. So, uh, so yeah, so we're going to that, um, yesterday. It's more the same, is it? Yeah, yeah, it was a game, even last week when we mentioned it, you said, Well, can we've had a good week previously there, we should be looking forward to going to Kilmarnock, and I was. I was quietly confident about Kilmarnock. I wasn't so sure about St Martin because I was a wee bit aware of their, their home record and the fact that defensively they seem to be quite sound this season. Uh, it's quite agricultural the way that they defend, I suppose, but it's but it's effective in this game. And I thought that we would we wouldn't have caused them many problems uh, in an attacking sense, unfortunately. And so yeah, we we went through it paisley. And I, I wasn't, especially after what we'd seen on Tuesday night, I wasn't really feeling overly confident about getting anything other than maybe a point. Now, I can't really tell you anything about the goal. Yeah, I'll tell you about it. Because I was in the PQ. <laughs> Getting no, a pound okay, from. Okay, well, the thing is, Rondo, it was any of the goals as a United fan bar. You didn't actually hate to see it because you've probably seen it a hundred times before. Okay? The opposition play the bow wide. We didn't bother stopping across into the box and a big lump of a centre forward balls off onto our weest player in an Urain box and out jumps him. That's essentially what happened. He just out muscled. It was if you're Curtis Main, it's a good goal. If you're United, it's just it seems to be par for the course. Like we didn't stop crosses, and like it really, that got to me yesterday. This no stopping crosses malarkey. We and it's not something new. Like it was the same all last season. We, me and you, kind we didn't really moan about it because we were dealing with it a wee bit better. We were dealing with it because we had big Edwards, we had big sexy, and we had big Ross Graham, and they were kind of winning more than their fair share of stuff. Like, it was almost like the game plan was that's fine, you can hate the bow, right? You can cross it because we can nine times out of ten, we're going to deal with it and we're going to defend it. But just now we've got Ryan Edwards and he's getting out jumped by boys that are your height. And we've got Liam Smith, who's built like the gable end of a fag paper, and he's no great in there through through no fault of his own. And Scott McMahon, he's a steady enough defender, but it's it's the position he's in just now. It's no his position. And I mean, even after the Kilmarnock game, Derek McInnes come out on radio and, and pretty much said, "Well, I looked at them. I looked at United's defence. They've got two fullbacks playing." He, he said centre half. I mean, it, they were the world's widest centre half three that I've ever seen. Uh, and his game plan was to lump the ball up to Lafferty and Deutsch because they're bigger, they're stronger, and better than they are. Yeah, well, as soon as I seen that lineup during the week, you knew exactly what was going on. And this is the thing: this is the mobility versus uh, physicality, right? So it was Fundu against Hibs. 
because yes. they'd seen it against Aberdeen and Aberdeen weren't, weren't expecting it, weren't ready for it. And since the Hibs game, and listen, it was backs against the walls at times, but I thought we'd done enough to grind out and get something out of that game. But it was taken advantage of twice this week, albeit it's went hand in hand that both the goals yesterday came for unchallenged deliveries in the box and stopping across we shouldn't need to tell MD that it's a blindingly staring us in the face that that's first and foremost his block across what did Morris Malpass yeah. say to us that was his first job that was his first job yeah he says as long as I stop across getting in the box I feel like I've done my job and, and you know what I don't even, I don't know if it's the football, I don't know how box, I suppose, the system. Although it's helped us in some games, some games it just doesn't help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we, we don't have anybody in positions to, to stop the bloody cross. And they didn't seem overly, when people get into their positions to potentially stop the cross, they didn't seem that fussed about the fact that they've no stopped any cross coming into the box. So it, I, I don't care if we're still of the mindset last similar to last season where we were thinking that's fine you cross it we'll deal with it because we're still allowing crosses in and we're not dealing with it and we're getting dealt with I think it's like uh, and I, I can you you're not his biggest fans but see like a, see like a team like Livingston they'll defend their 18 yard box in bar they'll love that did, did you hear his interview after the game yesterday no I'll just let Rangers cross the bar in the box that day because we can't that we could deal with it that's amazing Brilliant. Whereas last season we probably had a bit of that because it was like single man in the box, we'll win it. But to go the set and obviously listen, it's kinda of, I know Mulgrew's out, Ross Graham and I can't people were saying about Ross, but mind you got he had a tricky time what a few weeks ago. Of course he did. Yeah. He deserves to come back, he deserves a chance because we've well, we're losing is, goals nobody, like that that are killing me. Nobody's excelling. No. Nobody's excelling. No. And it's just uh it's so, so frustrating. And have you seen the... Uh, I don't know if you've seen this because you've been out stuffing your purse today, but um, there's a screen grab that Alan Temple's put up. As uh, It's either when the boys got it for the second goal or the bars already in the box. Those shapes. Embarrassing. Non-existent. It's embarrassing. Non-existent, yeah. I saw something that Scott Foreman posted. Uh, I don't know if he's maybe grabbed it for, uh, for Alan Temple's feed or not. I'm not sure. But it's it's just before the guy crosses the ball for St. Man's second goal. It's embarrassing. And uh, we're just out of the place. But you know what, Rundell? I don't know if you've seen the goal back. Even though we're out of the place, the bar goes to a guy that's marked by Ryan Edwards. And he he stoops to try and header it. And, and ducks, stoops, call it what you will. Ultimately, the boy obviously gets his head on it instead of Edwards. And... And we concede, and it's and it surprised nobody. Seen it coming. It's, it's, it's just been <laughs> yeah, bad. It's the same photo. I've just seen it there. I've just seen it there. Just our like the the term sixes and sevens is what that picture defines. Like just, we are all over the place. I've just seen the text he's got with the photo. Ah, are you on about Scott Foam? <laughs> Defending akin to Drumgeath 5 on a Saturday morning where the majority of players have done 15 pint of dark fruits the night before. That's, exactly, exactly. But that's that's our beloved Dundee United there. That's professional athletes. Do you care what... Uh, they, they, 
Boys have worked a week to get to that ship. Do you care what Fobo's uh, location is on Twitter? <laughs> Avoiding 7-0 and 9-0 defeats. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he's That's done well because he's, he's managed to avoid that for a while. That's gave me a laugh. That's fun. It has. It's, it was quite... uh, generally, it's, I mean, when I seen that picture <sighs> of the day, I was like, I knew it was bad at the time. The, the problem, mm. and I've said this to Martin, right? Cause it, I said this to him yesterday. See, like... Uh, like because you, you normally sit behind the goal and whatever, and I I, I normally sit high on the different well, view high. for you. So yeah. I'm getting like my everyone was off with me. Like I thought things were close, and I was like, "That's fucking miles wide." And I'm going, mm. "Yeah, noted." So I, my, the perception of how Aaron was going for me was bizarre. I didn't again if things were close, if they were yeah, and backwards, no idea. And I saw but that mark come in, could, right? That's why we could watch the same game. And have completely different views on it. I, literally, different... I literally thought the boy had done that in for about 40 years because it was. But then I realised, wait a minute. I think he's just... Has he just jumped Ryan Edwards? Surely no. He, he, do, he, he doesn't even jump. He just flicks it. Just flicks it on. No bother. But yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it's such a... I mean, it's... Let me see. And I've said this for a while. On the turnover, we're, we're worried. Like, when we've not got the bar, it's a real, real worry. And like there's there's yesterday, right? And we we said this about St. Johnson, right? And again, and you know what? I get the same finish. We had sixty three percent possession yesterday. What mm-hmm. near over double the amount of successful passes than the opposition mm-hmm. did, but were less than forty percent possession. Someone scored twice, hit the woodwork twice, uh, two or three, and had a goal. Another goal well, chopped off. Chopped off, uh, uh. You're right, it was three times because there was a header in the first half and then Curtis Men we made him look classic again Harry, and he Harry hit Kane. a raker. He hit a raker off the bar and then in the second half, Liam Smith clearly didn't see what Sybil done up in Dingwall and tries to just usher the bout for a throw-in, not even a goal kick. The boy just tacks it off him like Sweetie's off a bill and then he cracks it off the post and a. So, and, that, and that's... So there's three that have hit the woodwork. They've had a goal chucked off on that VAR. And I can see how it's been chopped off, but at, at certain times, like that, you might not get that that decision. Like that, the boy's hand does hit a BH in the fist, no doubt. But a lot of people, so-called experts, when you listen to them on sports scene or, or on the radio coming him, none of them were, were of the opinion that it should have been ruled out. Uh, and then you've also got Curtis Main missing an open goal for 40 years. Now, we missed we're in open goal for about 40 years with Tony Watt, but mm. I mean, for a team that had so much possession, we could have conceded about five goals yesterday. It's it's frightening, Rondo. And again, there's still a couple of things I want to get off my chest. Jim, what is he bringing to the team just now? And I'm, I don't want to... I'm, he's not the fall guy, okay? I'm I'm not getting on his case and saying he's no good player. At present, I don't can. I can only go on his previous reputation of what he was when he was here. But at best, just now, he's miles away from being fit. I don't think when he gets the bar at his feet, he, he in my opinion, I can tell, right? He, he's he's a wee bit, he's quite cultured. He can pick a pass and whatever. How long does he want to pick that pass though? He's played in Scotland before. He must ken that the pace of the game here is frightening at times. But he's just he's just wanting a day. 
and we've we've been worse. And I'm not saying it's his fault, but we've been worse for he come into the team. That's just a fact. Like we 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 battered Aberdeen, albeit Aberdeen were shite. We got a victory against Hibs. He's came in for the the did he get 90 minutes against he came on against Ross County. Came on against Ross County in the second half. We got back in at but against Kilmarnock, I wasn't overly impressed with him. And against St. Man, I was far from impressed with him. Yeah, he got, a, got 90 against Kelly. He's, he's, no, he's not impressed me so far. And again, I'm put, I'm benefit of the doubt, I'm putting that down to his fitness. Because when BH came into the squad, he was thrown in. We got pumped 7 9. And in hindsight, like he probably should never have been thrown in, like because he wasn't already. He wasn't already. Uh, another thing I hear government just Liam Fox's interview after the game I hope that's not the tone that he uses when he speaks to the players because that, that puts boys to sleep that's not inspiring anybody it's unbelievable Ron. He, he sounded absolutely defeated sounded like he was feeling sorry for himself huh? ah that, that <laughs> we can't hear that you, if that's your leader you can't hear that yeah. now again I'm not in the changing room. I'll never be in the changing room. It's it's something that I will never give up hide, hiding under Ian Harks's bench. Correct, because I'm banned. It's something that I'll never know mm. how he speaks to his actual players. But the way he comes across in interviews, dreadful, absolutely dreadful, random. Can't 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 believe that he's he's in charge. As, th- as things stand, like, and that's shite to say. And I'm no calling for him to be punted. Far, far, I don't want anybody to get punted. But by God, like we we need better. We need better from the top to the bottom, and that's the top of the tree at the club, right down to the team. Because what we are getting served up just now is is so far away from being anything like what's expected. For the man at the top, I dare say, Mister Ogren, he'll not be happy with the shite. He's in the country. He was at the game yesterday. I refuse to believe that he cracked even one smile yesterday because there was nothing worth smiling about. It's grim. And I can and I can we're going to be Mr. Doom and Glor. I might be both Mr. Doom and Gloom this week. But for the elation of scoring four unexpected goals against Aberdeen to right now, it's, it's a roller coaster. Like I had I was relegated, and then I thought, wait a minute, I was miles off. And now here we are again, and I'm thinking. Why, why are we going to bet? The thing is, and I can't like, I mean, the end of the day, right? We're, we're always, you're always trying to look for a, a positive, like, see if this is yesterday and we've missed a penalty or, or something's happened, then it's like, it's easier to take. But watching what we got yesterday, that's why we're bottom the league just now. Like, we're it's, nine it's points. Worrying. We're Ross County. Kilmarnock now on 12. St Johnston 13. Motherwell 13. You're saying Hearts are on 14, right? So, a couple of a couple of wins. We yeah. got the the problem when we got were two wins. As the teams around, we got two wins and a. So, we need to get well beating St. Martin. But listen, you're going to a tough place yesterday. If you're off as a point before the game, probably would retain it, right? Again, that's horrible to say, but I'll probably would retain it given our position, their home form, and and it comes with it. Motherwell next week. A team that has lost five. six to a seven. Yeah, well, I was say, I thought it was five out of six. Wonder why they play next. Yeah. Again, but their but their away record is any of the better ones uh, in the league. Uh, fair enough. So it's just mental. And like yesterday, um, 
you watching the game, you're just thinking, this is guff, like, this is no good. Like, and, and I went early, I went, I'm going to offer a pound overall. I'm, I'm out here, and I'm obviously conceded, of course, with that. Um, <laughs> nightmare. Second half. Uh, I thought there might have been a change at time, but I still, at the same time, what were the... Lo- <laughs> and I can I'm not sure how we were in the first half. We weren't great, but I wouldn't say we were no. shite, you know what I mean? So it's... I wasn't sure. But very, very quickly, is obviously uh, Stephen Fletcher comes on, 10 minutes in or something, and he made such a difference. Like, yeah. I can't it's, can it's state in the obvious, eh? But Stephen Fletcher's got to play. Like, we are a different side when he plays. We have got a focal point when he plays. And guess what? He's an awfully clever football player. Five minutes he's later, he scored. You know, took his goal really player. well. Great move. PH with a great cross. What? Great knockdown. Took his time, swivel, stuck it in. Could assist yeah. Tony Watt as well. And we went through a real phase when I would I would say, and I would... No, we I were on top. No, we were on top for probably 20 minutes. Probably yeah. 20 minutes. And then the last 10 minutes, they were obviously... I think that's when we had the... Uh, did they have the chance for about 40 years? I can't imagine when that was. But they had maybe few and far between, but then you had their goal that got cut off. Happened mm-hmm. then. And then obviously the winner come with maybe seven minutes to go. But see, as soon as the winner went in, yeah, I knew we were not getting back, and I, I just knew we wouldn't score our goal because it never, got, we never were, came close. We were out of the place for there, yeah. Again, and then never came close. There was a bit near the end. Uh, it wasn't maybe it was and and time added on or whatever. I couldn't mind, but uh, Ryan Edwards was like, I'd been up for something, and I'm like, just stay up, like just stay up because if they're mm. going to launch it long, which he was Carson was going to do. Tap the chance that we win that and just punt mm-hmm. it because Ken what getting about three one or two one fucking matter just now right it generally doesn't yeah. matter just now just go up at least there's another focal point but again yeah. time's gonna work and when he went back to position I just thought well how do we know just we're two one doing like the board was up I, th- I think the board maybe was up at that time and they got a shitey foul or something in, in their box but it was just like so so frustrating and. The fact that the three goals we've lost this week, like since Tuesday, I- identical, are identical, which means yeah. stop the source. We just cut balls them because there's no. I'd give a boy credit if he's whipped a ban like David Beckham used to whip it in, but we've given him other chance to put the ban in the, the box. The thing is, Ron, even even like the first. On, I've watched it back on sports scene and, and they were very complimentary about the crosses that were put in for the St Myrne goals. Now, even if they are great crosses, they're uncontested crosses. The boy's got a day to just put his foot on the bar, look up and pick somebody out. It's not like there's any pressure on him. It, they're not getting any... The St Myrne crosses, either were all right. I'm not giving them too much credit because can nobody tread their ass to block them? Nobody got out to the boy quick enough. Nothing like it. Of course it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And then it's just the battle. See another tiny wee detail that doesn't really make much of a difference. See if we've got a corner against what or a free kick where boys are about to swing the bar in the box. I would get BH and whatever else is absolutely shite, a header and a bar waffle, they're in box. Put them on the halfway line. Get them out because then if nothing else, it means that the opposition have got to keep X amount of players back out of our box. Leave it to boys like Edwards or McMahon or Ross Graham if he's fortunate enough to get on leave it to them to clear out because all you're doing is you're you're setting yourself up for a field because these boys are again at, uh, at defending in their own box BH has been caught so many times 
And again, I like him. Good player going forward. He can't defend. He can't defend a, a high bar. Personally for me, and that's a personal thing for next week, I'll be amazed if that back three starts. And no, that's only for me. And if they do start against the big boy Van Veen, just, just give them three points now. Yeah. Well, you were, you were at Motherwell. You were mm, at the Motherwell. Was I? We got, we got a draw. Mm. We, we were lucky. Oh, we're lucky. Well, listen, we were, but <laughs> I think at the time, we were on a real shitty, shitty, we were, we were on a great yeah. run. So it was no. any of them that, again, we say that, like, if you'd have gave me a point and we got a shot out and we'll see our keeper save a penalty, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But, yeah, we, we gave them chances. Like, we did. We didn't create an awful lot. Mm-hmm. But we come, we still come away with something. Mm-hmm. You know, we still, you didn't get beat and that's the big thing. Like, away for him, if you can come away with a point for your away games, you're in a pretty good place. Yeah. You'll take it. You'll take oh, it as long as, you, as long as you're winning. Oh, listen, yeah, it, it, it does come with that. But you know, if, if you're if you get if you get a point out of that yesterday, right? We'd have been going like, well, come on, see, see over the piece and looking at the stats. We deserve the point. We probably we should have mm-hmm. won the game based on stats. But yeah. the only stat that matters is the is the end that gives you the three the what three one or the zero points. That's the only that matters. One hundred percent. So it's all that matters. Like and I, listen, I can data and stuff gets overused and percentile wins and all this shit. And boy, oh, did I mean? Did you hear Friday night? Boy, run, boy, run about the mist. He still got so sent off on. for being a dick. So I kept him on. Maybe yeah. you should have took him off. Yeah, maybe you should tired. have. So <laughs> stats mean nothing. The only stat that means anything, I can't like sports scientists coming and done all this bullshit about, oh, but they can only run so and so and they need to rest here and that. Fine, whatever. The only thing that matters is when the referee blows his whistle at full time that you have picked up at least a point. Like that is the only thing that matters, you know. And you're going to lose games. Of course you are. And like I've said, see if yesterday would missed a penalty, would went down to 10 men because somebody had a last-ditch tackle or would hit the bar. Like, if we'd peppered their goal with 10 shots on target, then I would you can hold your hands up and go, right, fair enough, right? That's, they've just, they've had other luck today. We've not had any. But that's not what it was, eh? Two unopposed crosses, no under much pressure. I, I saw the, the their first goals went down as an own goal, so I have no idea what happened. I mean... Main out jumps BH at the back post, uh, hits the post. Ericsson's dev for it, and That's happening, he's, on, it? he's he's on fault. Like, uh, like I've seen people have got grievances with Ericsson, and I get it. Like he came for a cross yesterday in the first half in front of the United fans, and I have no idea what. I, I don't know if he's got bad eyesight, if he sees like four bars coming into the box. I don't know what's happening, but he didn't get hurt of any of the four bars that were coming into the box. And then he's gifted Curtis Main an opportunity for 40 yards to score a goal. But that goal going in, uh, I can't blame him. Like he's he's deft, he never got it, hit the post, it's come off the post, it's hit him in the back of the hand or the back of the bald head, and it's went in. It was unfortunate the way it went in. But it was so avoidable up until that bloody point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the thing. Like he's that's the only and I can see why people do, you know, he comes out and doesn't acclaim things and that, that is a, a what I mean for fans you're like oh my god but for defenders as well like what do you do I mean when, when do you put when do you give another chance <laughs> you know that's that's a, a million dollar question like when does that happen 
because uh, you know. Um, uh, but ne- I mean, next week. I mean, I know Mulgrew might be injured, but I mean, personally, I think Ross Graham deserves another chance. I mean, yes, he was kind of he had a bit of a tough time. A couple of I mean, was that the St John? That was St Johnson. St Johnson. Because uh, he tried to play Stevie May offside. Aye, listen, things boys hate bad games and, and good games, yeah. and that's. I mean, I've no idea why Kieran Freeman's left out yesterday. I mean, that's, again, that could be come down to this. Oh, look, the stat man says he's overran himself and been shearing too many sheep and others. We, we had uh, we had a guy called Peter Paul on the bench yesterday as well that potentially could have made some sort of difference. But, uh, nah, we'll just keep him on the bench. I know. We'll just keep him but sitting I, there. Because, I certainly seen when Fletcher and even Sadat, uh, because he's so... Yeah, and I, 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 did, I thought I liked that. I thought it was fine. We seemed to change shape about forty times though. Yesterday, I'm not sure what was going on. Again, our boys were playing at times, and then you know, Hearts come on with twenty minutes to go. Fine, I gave a bit of energy in the middle of the park, which was more than what Zoom was getting with because it's a different type of game. The boys Zoom's not going run the boot like like Ian Hearts runs about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, it was just. We had half chances, probably more than chance. But I mean, the Tony Watt chance was really unlucky when Fletcher, I think, put it across for him. Stuff. So we had mm. chances, but just as it ticked on, it was like, oh my word, what is going on? And we had our first thing of VAR, obviously. Although, yeah. I was told that like these things got announced in the stadium. But they don't announce nothing. No. Okay, was going, but I knew exactly what was happening. Like, it was like they're checking something. And the, yeah. the only reason. See, because BH hit the deck when the boy's fingernail touched them. Yeah, yeah. And that's obviously made them go and look at it. See if he just touched that and maybe just plays on. That's not getting pulled back. I think that's only worked him. And see, because it ended up in the net as well. I was like, oh, no. But they obviously yeah. pull it back quite far. But I've never seen a bat. I've never seen sports scene that. Because I was, I was like, the, boy, the boy's hand so catches BH in the fist. Like, that. there is absolutely no doubt about that. Mm. How hard they caught him in the fist. Yeah. You can debate that until yeah. the cows come him. I don't know, it might happen in the air. Me and you both watch a UFC, Aye. and I'm not saying it was anything like a UFC fight, but sometimes you see a boy hit the deck and you're like, what happened there? Poked in the air. Mm. If you get a finger in the air, it's bloody sure, like it'll tie you off your feet. Uh, but we got, I think you could say that we got lucky because for that point, like that was in our, that, that was in their half, sorry. That was in St. Martin's half when that incident happened. Just broke we still got like 70 yards to defend, and we didn't. And again, the bar went right through the keeper. Like it was, it, it was almost straight at the keeper, and it went through him on that on that goal. Uh, it's just, it's just dreadful just now. It really is. Other than the high, oh, beating Aberdeen and hanging on against Hibs, it's just been absolutely dreadful this season. It really has. Alkmaar at him, Rondo. I'm glad I was at that game five years ago because that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like that was this this season. It's unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. <laughs> the VAR aside, how do you think the referee got on yesterday? Uh, he was like Kevin Clancy, put it that way. He wasn't like, nah, he'd done better than, than Clancy did. But we'll, and we'll hope staff still no finish with him. We'll get there when we get good, bad, and ugly. We'll be on about the ref. Man of the match. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't like dishing these things out when we get bit. Again, Stephen Fletcher. He, like, it's all about it could be. I, I thought, I thought Fletcher. I thought Watt maybe for his second half. Like he, he got tore in, but I thought he went um, off with a dead arse. 
but I think he could uh, deliver with his uh, barking. No, uh, I'm hoping he's not injured. Uh, but <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, probably Fletcher because uh, he, he kind of changed the game a wee bit eh? but ultimately when you kind of defend to save your life then you're not going to win games uh, obviously mentioned that I missed a goal because I was at the PQ but uh, you hear the, I went for the standard scotch pie I didn't realise there were such variants on offer yesterday uh, yeah I, I had a kebab pie which I'd, I have previously had but my my grievance with the kebab pie previously was that as tasty as it was when I took my first bite the hell filling came with the first bite. But this time it was different. They've uh, they've shortened the kebab meat slices, I would say. So it was uh, quite spicy and it was quite delicious. Mm. Martin had a steak and black pudding pie, but also informed me it was four fifty. I mean, that's pricey for a pie. That is pricey. Yeah. Especially in Paisley, it was going on. <laughs> I know, that's probably the highlight of it. Um before we get into good, the bad, the ugly, how are you? How are you summing up the last two matches? Simply not good enough. Not good enough, Rondo. No, not even close to it. Uh, there's there's ways to to lose games, I suppose, and you never want to lose any games. But but United fans, we can we're going to lose games to get to a quarter final of the League Cup, and to no leave everything over there on the park just to kind of go through the motions a shitey start albeit no our fault and then you get yourself back into the game and at that if you if you stop the world and ask me how I'm feeling at that point I'm feeling pretty good because we've had a wee bit of adversity and we've overcome it we've got ourselves back on level terms and you'd then be thinking surely the tails are up and uh, the tails just never really got raised so it was piss poor on Tuesday night I was really angry Yesterday again, so disappointing. St. Man have took six points off us this season, quite comfortably. Uh, and, and that's 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 nowhere we should be, uh, in my opinion. So it's not nearly good enough. Like uh, I'm, I'm fairly uh, scunnered is a word that we've used quite a lot the last couple of days, and uh, I think that's where I'm just now. I'm kind of scunnered be with what I'm getting for the team, what I'm seeing on the park. Uh, and I'm back to my pre-Aberdeen days of just not really being sure where, where our next point or points are going to come from. So, we're into the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, the good. Considering the form that the team's been in, uh, I don't know how the exact numbers, but I think we maybe took about 900 doing uh, Kelly on a Tuesday night when a game's on TV and we took just under a thousand I think it's like a bar here away for a thousand bar here territory Paisley, yesterday yeah. through a Paisley yesterday uh, the, these boys deserve a lot more than what they're getting just now uh, so the goods just got to be uh, the away fans and in, in a way like the, I think the away numbers are kind of dropping a little bit for what they were but but they're still they're still holding at a, a more than decent level in my opinion, considering how how poor it's been this season and how little we've had to shout about. Three away games in a row, mind. You know, exactly. two at the West Coast and one up in the Heelands. Exactly, exactly. So, and here, nothing these days is cheap. Uh, the bad, uh, it's the team. Uh, we're, we're, they need to be so much better. They need to be so, so much better. Or 
we will be where we are in this league all season. And the ugly, without a shadow of a doubt, is Kevin Clancy. And it's Kevin Clancy for getting a penalty that was never a penalty in my opinion. And it's also Kevin Clancy for telling United's captain about you boys time waste at your pitch. Your user, you're worse than anybody else. That is uh, so unprofessional in my opinion for a ref to come away with shite like that. And I get that, like I think Alan Temple, the DC Thompson journalist that we've had on the podcast previously, uh, a, a good guy by all accounts. I get the the take that he was saying, ah, but this is maybe just ref, refs banter with players gone wrong. Can you want the refs to be mere open? It's maybe banter that's went wrong. Well, I would respectfully suggest that you could maybe get away with that sort of excuse, but no with Clancy. Like Clancy's got history with United. Clancy's the guy that backed his linesman that said Shifty choked him. Shifty had him by the throat. The only thing that got Shifty out about a 19-game ban that season was Arab's own cameras were on the other side of the ground and captured the fact that nobody got choked. Mm-hmm. Nobody got grabbed by the throat. Clancy's an arsehole. And he's the ugly this week. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Uh, Motherwell up next at Tannadice on uh, Saturday. They were uh, beaten 2-1 by Aberdeen yesterday. Now, Paul, a, a wee exclusive for everyone listening to the podcast is... Uh, Liam Fox is unavailable this Saturday, so you're in the dugout. Yeah. What's your team to face Motherwell based on whatever you like? Boys can be fat, no fat, whatever you want. Oh, you yeah, always spring this. Yeah, was yeah, was spring this on me, Rondo. I'm going to write this down as we go. Right. Um, I'm getting. Is this because you picked my, about 14 players the last time? Probably. Like, uh, I'm not good at counting, so I'll probably pick 15 this time. <laughs> Thing is, Rondo, if I, if I pick 14 players. I think I'm confident in saying we'll get a point. Wait, right, Baragetti. I'm going Baragetti. Okay. I'm putting Baragetti back in the squad. Uh, centre halves would be Lewis Nielsen and Callum Booth. No, no, we can't, can't pick the <laughs> Uh It will be... It's, it's Ryan Edwards. He's at centre half. And I'm going to say Ross Graham and McMahon. I'm going to bring them back in. I say bring them back and McMahon's obviously been there uh, so what does that leave I'm going to go Sheep on the right I'm going to go Beach on the left and I'm going to tell Beach I don't want you within 30 years of your end goal what does that leave many players as I've gave you one, two, three, four, five, six. right hopefully Levitt's fit so there's Levitt McGrath Sibbled. And then I've got two left. I think I'm going Fletcher if he's fit. Yep. And it's a toss up between Watt and Middleton. I would, I'd hate to sleep on that in Ronald. All right, okay. But I'll tell you what, if Paul is on the bench, he's coming on at some point mm-hmm. because of his back fit. What would then keep him on the bench? Yeah. And that team will get picked apart. And rightly so, because I've just thought oh, on the spot, boys will be like, what about him? What about him? I don't care. Rondo just put me right on the spot there. That's my on the spot 11. Fine. Absolutely fine. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of bring this in my VAR a wee bit as well. Um, it seems that old uh, the Motherwell manager wasn't very happy on Saturday night because there was two incidents right at the death, right before the referee blew the full-time whistle. And he's like, 
there's no danger there for time to check the incident. Like none. Mm-hmm. No danger. So, um, and again, it's any of them games that, you know, Motherwell had 60% possession, they had more shots, they had more shots on target. Go back 2 1. Doesn't matter, lads. That's just the way it goes. Exactly. But here, Rondo, you say that in jest. It's bang on. It doesn't matter. Hmm. It absolutely doesn't matter. Like the, the only start that counts is the top left hand screen if you're watching it on TV at the end of the game. Did you score more goals than the other team? Yeah. Then you deserved it. I think we know kind of what to expect. We will Motherwell, Big Van Vino probably play up front. You're going to get um, Kinstry, the boy plays Spittle as well, the boy Slattery and Goss, the two of them. I think they're pop stars, but they're just arseholes in the middle of the park. But they're horrible bastards in the middle of the park, and that's maybe just what we need still. It, it, listen, it's going to be a tough game given the form we're in. They've been out of form, like we've said, but their away form is better than their home form as such. But... Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be tough but we need to do everything we can to get three points on the board yeah yeah they've got Blair Spittle playing for them mind that nobody would hand back at Tannadice I dare say so we're up, we're up against the team of Blair Spittle now that I've said that clearly he's going to score a hat-trick uh, that's, that's just the way it goes but, but it is it's like again all joking aside it's a, it's a big game that we can't we can't afford to lose that game no can't something's Something's going to hit a change. Some, someone should have changed by now. And it hasn't. Something's going to hit a change. I, I'm, at, I'm at a, a stage now where, personally, I, I don't feel like I can trust the players as it stands because for week to week, you don't know what you're going to get. Mm. I touched on it earlier. In my opinion, they, they chucked it under the previous manager and they're maybe trying to be a bit of under this current manager. But we're, st- <laughs> we're still not really getting... Are the results better? Well, all right, we've lost 2-1 and 2-1 rather than 7-9 and 9-9. Ah, they're a wee bit better. But ultimately, you're getting zero points for these for these games, so it's just the same. So the, the tide has to turn at some point. But um, I don't know when, I don't know who against, and I don't know, I kind of look at the squad, I could, I could say, yeah, well, he's good, he's a good player, he's a good player, he's a good player, but when you're putting them all together, we're no good team mm. at present. So something's massively going to hit change. And it's, I mean, every game when you're bottom leagues feels like it's huge. Motherwell, it's, it's such a big game, in my opinion, because if you've got Celtic at Parkhead the week after. Now, I'm not trying to be funny, but that could be another horror show. At present, the, the way that we are playing and defending, it doesn't look like it's improved much for the last time we played them. And they've, they've not really slowed up in their attempts to try and score a million goals in a season. So uh, we, we really need to be taking something this Saturday. Yeah, and then we play Kelly at home, which is a midweek in our final game before the World Cup as the Aberdeen 6 o'clocker on the 12th of November. Uh, other games at the weekend, uh, it's Hibs against St Mern, Rangers against Aberdeen, St Johnston play Kilmarnock, Livy mm-hmm. play Celtic and Ross County play hearts so we'll um, okay. keep an eye on them for next hey, week before, before you before you throw me into my, my loan report what what do we make oh and maybe maybe you don't want to say too much but what do we make oh this whole Lewis Nielsen thing in the tribunal I mean what what has happened there I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you what historically United didn't do well with tribunals we really done it no. we got shafted with the Charlie Telfer in I'm sure did we not get huckled for Dosh for Andy Robertson as well? 
we got shafted with Damien Casalanovo mm-hmm. about 10 years after he left with, it felt like. And now, and, and again, obviously Tony Asgar was getting an absolute kicking online. And maybe it's his fault. Uh, uh, honestly, then I can. And then I can what the rule is. And then I can what we didn't do. I'm not really sure. But how somebody can be a team for nine years and then they leave. I, I, and he's not just, it's not like he's not played any games. He played about 20 games, 19, 20 games or something. And how he could leave. And we got absolutely nothing for him. I just, it doesn't sit good with me. I don't under, I'm saying, I'm saying this, this is my opinion, but you actually can what the rules are. I don't know if you've got to offer him a contract, if you have to offer him at a certain time, if you have to offer it in writing and logic with somebody, I don't know, I don't know can. But somebody somewhere has done something wrong and the rules seem to be, because we've no tick to that particular box, then we are absolutely getting shafted at at least a couple of hundred thousand pounds here. At least, with potential for more. Like teams like Leicester were sniffing about Lewis Nielsen last season. So it, it's an absolute kick in the plums. If somebody's made an air so get an air booted. But again, it's it's another to add to the long line of uh, tribunal decisions that didn't seem to go in their favour. And I'm pissed off because me and Andy Crichton got through under the bus for quite a few Jumbos fans slagging what I've again for. Hey, I get what trainers looked at that, that kind of pissed us off. Jumbo bastards. If they're coming with that shit show, I found that quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> so did that. <laughs> Forgot about it. Right, what's been happening? The loan report. Right, where do, I, where do I start? I'm going to start with Logan Chalmers, as always, because why not? So after last week's disappointing loss to the Dirty Dees, it was a home tie for Logan and his airmates as Cove headed for Somerset this past Saturday. It was an entertaining game that would finish 2 all, and Logan had a hand in both of his side's goals. For the first, his shot was too hot to handle for the keeper, who could only palm it out, and Logan's teammate was on hand to score from the rebound. Air's second goal came from a wicked in-swinging Logan corner with Alex Kirk, whoever he is, rising highest to head home. Logan himself played for 78 minutes, but was definitely one of Air's better players on the day. Chris Mockery and Dunfermline. Chris headed back to his previous loan side's home turf on Saturday as Dunfermline travelled to Lynx Park on league duty. Chris was the Fifer's main man on the day and at the heart of everything good that they offered, but his par side lost their first game in a couple of months. I think it was maybe their first league game of the season uh, as Sean Dillon's Montrose side ran out 2-0 winners on the day. Chris did get the full 90 minutes, however, and was very good throughout. Declan Glass at Derry City. Last Sunday, Deco played 58 minutes in the semi-final of the Irish Cup. His Derry City team would triumph over Treaty United by three goals to nil, and that means that they will now face Shelburne in the final on November the 13th. This past Friday, as fate would have it, Shelburne were the visitors to Derry's Brandywell Park, but there was no place in the squad for Deco as his lone side drew one all on the night. Kai Fotheringham at Stirling Albion. Kai and his Stirling Albion squad were up at Glee Park on Saturday as they faced Brechin in the second round of the Scottish Cup. It was to be a classic, entertaining match that would go all the way to penalties. Of course, Kai started this one and has been a key component for his side as per usual. He set up a goal, but the match would end 2-all. 
In extra time, he'd be bluttered in the air, resulting in Brecon being reduced to 10 men. Then, in the penalty shootout, he'd step up and coolly score his penalty. Sterling won the penalty shootout, 8-7, courtesy of Nathan Cooney, mind of him, missing for Brecon when the penalties went into sudden victory. For Leighton Bisland at Cowdenbeath and Jacob Comerford at Cumbernauld Colts, I don't believe they had a game this weekend. The academy team. The, the young team travelled to Kilmarnock on Friday to play the Ayrshire mob in the second round of the Scottish Youth Cup. Last time out in this competition, United pumped St Andrews United 9-3, but this game was sure to be more difficult. In an evenly contested match, it was United that would take the spoils. A first-half goal by Stuart Heenan, who harassed a Kelly defender into a dodgy passback before making no mistake with the chance that he had been gifted, was all that separated the sides come the full-time whistle. It was a great show of resiliency from the young terrors as they saw off everything that Kelly could throw at them. There was also a debut on the day for 14-year-old Josh Holt. I've no idea if he's related to the great John Holt or no, but I can confirm that he definitely doesn't hear Tash. Great win for the team and into the next round. The women's team. It was to be a disappointing week result-wise for the ladies' team this past week. Last Sunday, they were through at Partick and despite Despite playing very well and creating a number of chances, it was Partick that would run out 1-0 winners on the day. Podcast pal Danny McGinley also proved she is human by missing a penalty in the match, and it was a case of what happens when you didn't take your chances. That led the team into the midweek home game against Celtic. Now it goes without saying, anyone that knows even a little about the women's game in this country would have known this was going to be a tall task for United. Celtic are a full-time team with internationalists all throughout their team. United are in their first season in the top league. Well, four and a half minutes in and things were brought on though. It was nil-nil. They were holding their own. By the seventh minute, it was 2-0 Celtic. And those in attendance were asking themselves, how many, how many might this be? Wave after wave of attack came at the United backline. But a combination of good defending, great goalkeeping and sheer luck ensured that they'd get in at halftime trailing by just two early goals. Manager Graham Hart made two subs at halftime by bringing on a fiery and a Polish woman against the full-time team for Glasgow's East End. Robin Smith and podcast pal Tammy Harkin came to try and give their side something different. Truth be told, Celtic were almost as dominant in the second half as they had been in the first but some more last-ditch defending and top-class goalkeeping was keeping them at bay. By the end of the 90 minutes, Celtic would score another two goals to run out 4-0 winners on the night. But the one thing that I need to say is that despite being second-best all over the park for most of the game, not one player chucked it or gave up. The team gave all they had, and Harry could have no complaints about his team's attitude or efforts. There is no game for the team this weekend, apart from a shite friendly, but next week, it doesn't get any easier as they are away to the Rangers. For a little context, both Celtic and the Rangers have comfortably won all of their games this season, averaging five goals scored each game, and neither team has yet conceded a goal. Horrible bastards. Did you give a player of the match? The player of the match last Sunday against Partick Thistle was Fiona McNichol. And through the week against Celtic, the player of the match was Fiona McNichol. Okay, good. Are you keeping, are you keeping tabs on the, 
Nee, niet. Dus dan, nee, niet. Dat, dat is nee, niet. Nou, dat is nee, niet. I'm amazed. I'm amazed, but you know. So, the Dundee uh, Community Trust, uh, over 60s walking football, the, the world of football in Edinburgh through the week. The f- over 50s are at the RPC on the 6th of November. But it was the turn of the 60s to see if they could improve the current league position. They're in second bottom, which is not where they want to be, but maybe they're just matching the normal team. Who knows? Although it was going to be tough, three matches they were up against first place, fourth place and sixth place teams. They've struggled to get a full squad for these fixtures and this time was no different. Four of our own, three lone players from St Andrews. We set off with seven, which gave us the option of one subby. First up for the team, in fourth place, played Linlithgow Rose. And basically, straight off, the ref set out his mark and pulled us up for running. It's walking football. Correct. You um, kinda, yeah, I mean, refs are shite, but we're kind of moan about that, surely. Come on, Steve. Well, Steve goes to add, we know where this is going. Well, Lithgow took the lead early on with a long-range uh, effort, beating the keeper, in brackets, me, at the right-hand post. The game went on. We were penalised twice more for running, which led to Lithgow being awarded a penalty, which the scores made it 2-0. After that, we were denied a penalty by the ref, even though it was a clear foul. Even the DUCT goal uh, keeper thought it was a pen. Uh, late in the game, Lithgow round off the win with a third goal, finished 3-0 to Lithgow Rose. Aloha Black... It's a funny team name. Uh, they were up next. Mm. It was a tighter game. And both sides having chances, uh, but it finished one all. And the final game was against runaway league leaders Hearts 98. And it was a hard shift for the Community Trust lads. Uh, the Hearts taking an early lead from the striker who had been left free. He scored from a 1v1 versus the keeper. Uh, it was then a penalty that made it 2-0. Some good saves for the keeper who had woken up by this time. Prevented a rout, but Hearts did score again. The final score was Hearts 3 at uh, the Community Trust 0. It was great effort again by all. Big thanks to Graham Niven, Davey Anderson and Martin Campbell for St Andrews. And uh, not forgetting Derek Bruff, Frank Ward, Billy Lynch and Stevie Ross. But until uh, we get a steady and consistent squad, they're always going to struggle. On the bright side, the film and Dynamo's lost all their games, so that one point we picked up lifts us to six points away from them. Away from them. And Tweed Vale Peebles are only three points above, so a place to play for in the next and final round of fixtures on the 16th of November. Usual sessions, Wednesday night, 8 to 9, Minas Hill Community Hub, Sunday morning, half 9 at 11am at Lockie Hearts Ground, and all are welcome. Full details of what they're up to and the Community Trust online at dundeeunitedct.co.uk. The Supporters Foundation, uh, you might have seen this uh, reported this week. If you're a member, you would have had it in your email as well, but preparations around the construction of the new stand at Gussie Park are moving along with the contractors now appointed and under consideration as the best start date for the works and the subsequent build timetable. You can check your inbox for the update, check your junk, all that kind of stuff to see it. And of course, the uh, Supporters Foundation Gala Evening of Smile 2023 at the Rep is on Friday the 22nd. The major... Andy Rowland is going to be on stage after the show, along with us, Paul Hegarty, John Holt, Hamish McAlpine and Morris Malpass. That's right, I just put us in the same lineup as those greats that have wore the strip at Dundee United. Uh, you're effectively getting two shows for the price of one. Get your tickets online, dusf.scot. Uh, .scot forward slash shop is what I was trying to get to there. So, Paul, before I tell you, unitedlottery.co.uk is where you can go to play the lottery, get your 50-50s and all that. Do you think the jackpot's been won? Absolutely not. 
you would be correct. It's still £2,000 when the lottery is drawn on Friday at noon. UniteLottery.co.uk. And of course, the 50 50 is back uh, this coming Saturday uh, when the tickets are on. You can get your tickets outside the ground and inside the ground at half time as well. Uh, and you could be winning. They've had some good prizes this week. There's a couple other prizes coming, but cash prize for first and second. And sometimes there is bonus ones as well. It's a £2 uh, for a ticket for the 50-50 and like I say that is only on sale on a match day our uh, YouTube I managed to get round to get the Andy Goldie uploaded now and in doing that when I was uploading it I then went and looked out the next one the next person whose interview will be on our YouTube channel just the interview remember is one that is the owner of the most magnificent Tash Mr. John Holt. Mr. John Holt. Will be up next for us. So, Guy. again, let's not put a date on it. It'll just appear when it appears. And I think that's just the best way of things. So, who am I? After last week's disaster. 6 4 to me still, is it? Oh, must be. They're all going to Who knows? 6 4. That's what score I've got. So that's just what we need to stick with. It's me asking the questions though this week. Eh? Tell me that's right. Yes. So, two points brings you level, Paul. Mm-hmm. Three gets you in the lead. And what I think you'll get is four. So you could get a two point lead. What do you think of that? I think you're talking shite. Oh, wow. I've got my notepad though. I'm gonna I'm gonna write this stuff down today. Oh, okay. keep, it, keep it in my head. That, that works out well for you. So, <laughs> clue number one, you get it right on that, you get five points, clue number two, four points, third clue, three points, fourth clue, two points. And if you have to wait to the bitter end, you get one single point. That's not the bitter end. The bitter end is zero, is well, nil point. That's okay, we've, we've had a couple of goose eggs a couple of times at this end of the Zoom call, Rondo. You've no... I don't know you've ventured into that territory yet, have you? Are you ready for clue number one, Mr. McNichol? Can't wait. This player spent three seasons at United making over 100 appearances. Oh. He must have been fairly ever-present then. But, but again, three seasons could have been anybody. Could have been at any time. Three seasons. Three seasons. Freddy van der Hoorn. I just thought this is going to be somebody that we've had on. Because you've, okay. you've had a couple of arsehole five-pointers. No, I've only had one. Mixu. You've had an arsehole five-pointer. Have I? No, Mixu. I had Mixu I got for five. I just changed it to one. <laughs> Clue number two. Yes. This player made his first team debut mm-hmm. in a League Cup match versus Wraith Rovers as he came off the bench at Tanadice in a 2-0 win. 
Wraith Rovers, when the hell did we play them in the League Cup? Wraith Rovers. <laughs> seasons. Three seasons. You've had your 30 seconds, by the way. Okay. Three seasons. Blair Spittle, because I've already mentioned him this podcast. Okay. I'm genuinely just grabbing names that have been there for about three or however many seasons. Here, here we go. This is the one. You're about mm. to take the lead. I'm sure. This player was born. <laughs> this oh, yeah. player was born <laughs> on April 19th, 1994. Twenty-eight. That took me way too long to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to try and work that out. <laughs> I really did. Eh? I had to write that down. Got none. I've, I've got none, Rondo. You have on. <laughs> Sam Stanton. Sam Stanton. Sam Stanton. <laughs> That's an absolute robbery. You have been robbed there, Ronda. I have. Bastard. <laughs> no way. Yeah, Sam Stanton. Clue number four. The midfielder scored 12 goals in his time in United. His first against Cowdenbeath, his last against Ayr. And the final one, he also played for Cowdenbeath, Dumbarton, Dundalk, Hibs, Livingston and Phoenix Rising. Sam Stanton. I would have got on the fifth, definitely. They, they were three absolute guesses. That's amazing. You're a point ahead, so go fuck yourself. How about that? I, I don't even <laughs> normally bother about this, but see, when I when I pull out the scale like that, I'm delighted with myself. Overjoyed there. It's weird, because I'm though. <laughs> bailing. Well, seeing as you're bailing, what, what are you making of my new United Christmas jumper? Never mind. It looks that. like Halloween in because I've got a butt. <laughs> I've got a butt for a collar, but. Man, I'm going to rock this. Sit down, man. Is the Mardi still open? I didn't need to rock see, it in the Mardi. I didn't need to see that wee, th- that wee other thing. There's a chestnut or someone <laughs> doing that. Anyway. It's my bobble. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You had Christmas jumper. Wow. Make your way to the shop, folks. Tremendous. Not even Halloween's got a Christmas jumper on. To Can't be fair, to be fair, Andrew's got a butt. He, he come and pick someone up on Friday night, and I was wearing that. More than just that. I'll just add that in there anyway <laughs> we've still got on this day to get to but we said at the start we are heading back to the Gardine Theatre the live show is back Friday the 13th of January 2023 the perfect Christmas gift by the way We are hosting an audience with Craig Levine. Sounds good. He's a scary man now, is he? A very scary man. That's just on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, banter better be on point. 
Uh, not overly aggressive towards him. Not just that as well. But okay. we are. Uh, he is going to join podcast pals Paul Dixon and Danny Swanson for an audience Q&A as well. It's going to be a packed show. It's going to be a brilliant show. We're really looking forward to it. We know what Paul Dixon brings. We know what Danny Swanson brings. Obviously, they were on a wee while ago. I mean, Dicker was over, it was three years ago now, uh, because mm-hmm. his interview will not be far away for coming up, actually. And Danny Swanson was probably during the COVID stuff. It so, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you get the chance to ask them questions. We will, of mm-hmm. course, bring some nuggets out that we know is a good laugh that you might not have heard at the Stavia traipsing through the interview. But you have got the chance to ask questions of the three of them on the night. Friday, 13th of January, an audience with Craig Levine, plus a Q&A with Paul Dixon, Danny Swanson, and Mr. Levine, because that's what we'll call him. So basically, so I don't get wrapped in the bus. That's what I'm getting the, 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 This should be a good night. So when when can I get my ticket for it then, Ronda? You can buy your tickets, Paul, because you'll need in as well. Uh, they mm. are on sale Friday morning, 9am, dundeebox.co.uk. It is a fine, ideal Christmas gift. I mean, what, 50, 40, 30 quid a ticket? What were we looking at well, for Mr. Levine? We were going to go Springsteen prices, £166 yeah. to see an ageing rock star. Mm. But instead, we thought we'd go and see two ageing hosts of a podcast, £15 plus all your relevant fees. Scheme prices. Scheme prices, of course. And see if you wear a, a, a new Dundee United Christmas jumper, folks. They're also £15 for that as well, so that's that's what the tickets are going for. So but it's something to look forward to, Rondo. Uh, it was it's something that's been getting worked on in the background, mainly by yourself, for a couple of weeks now. And it should be a cracker, like, I'm really looking forward to it. No doubt, no doubt, it's me, so the closer it gets, the more I'll shite myself. But right now, it's far enough away in the distance for me to actually think, ah, can't wait. We, as you said, we know what Dixon and Swanson bring, uh, and hopefully there's still plenty of people that, that like Levine for for what he did uh, his time at Tanadice. Uh, I know I certainly do. So, yeah, it will be good. Yeah, It'll I mean, good, listen, uh, I think we'll, we'll certainly these guys. we'll certainly talk more about it on the right and on the lead up to it. But when you when you look at the situation the club were in when he took over to where he left, yeah, similar to today. <laughs> And we've also we've obviously spoke to Peter Houston and had him on, um, and he, he's an absolute riot. To to to, to let you in another week exclusive. November the twenty eighth episode, which I think's episode one hundred and seventy, will be the show from the Gardine Theatre that will go out. So during the mm-hmm. World Cup, uh, you will get that. You will get just the show. It'll be on YouTube as well. The video version of it. The audio will go out as normal, uh, and it is just a show, not the Q and A, because that is exclusive for the people that are there. And uh, like, if you, and again, just just to repeat as well, the live show in January with Craig Levine, it's not an episode. Was that him phoning a not not you? What's, what's going on there? Oh, he's, he's he's muted. Can't even hear him. Can't even hear you. So, um, d- d- just to reiterate, because that was so unprofessional, Paul, uh, but we're leaving it in, uh, is that, that it's not an episode, so it won't go out on the Sunday, it won't go out the following Sunday, that will be held for 
you know, six months at least. So if you if you want to hear uh, the stories you want to hear for Craig Levine, get yourself a ticket. They go and sell Friday morning, nine o'clock, dundeebox.co.uk. Can't wait, can't wait. Although I'm now due you a beer and I'm going to hit about the wee man's earth for trying to FaceTime us during the podcast. So it's uh, two things I put on my to-do list. Uh, on this day's final bit of business, in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006, the 24th of October is a focus. I've only got two games to tell you about, because they're at that point, although season's gone by years and years ago, you could sign players any time, and mm. funnily enough, you could have a birthday any day of the year. But with nothing, well, absolutely nothing of note. So two games for you. 1984, so you were probably there, Paul. Uh, United's mm. Jekyll and Hyde performances continued. Is it this season mm. we're talking about? Uh, it was another impressive midweek cup tie performance. We faced Linzer away from home in the UEFA Cup second round first leg. The first goal had its origins on a Dave Neary free kick. It's past the Surrock, turned inside by Mill to Billy Kirkwood, whose drive whistled into the roof of the net. Uh, Linzer got on level terms thanks to Mark Max Hagmeyer, who shot on no, the tongue. Um, Aye, took just enough of deflection off Morris Malpass to be Hamish McAlpine. Stuart Beattie was blatantly pushed to the ground midway through the second half without punishment, but apparently a word for a foul on Paul Sturrock by Dantlinger in the dying seconds. Uh, him. Aye, him. Allowed Eamon Bannon to step up and score the winner from the spot. 2-1 to the good guys. Next up, we move to 1987 as we face Celtic at Parkhead. First half short of incident, but Paul McStay hit the outside of the post while Eamon Bannon immediately set off an amazing run and hit a shot just past. Then Andy Walker somehow contrived to screw the ball over with an empty goal at his mercy. Immediately prior to the half-time whistle, Jim McAnally sent over across to Ian Ferguson, but his header was directed straight at Pat Bonner. Early in the second half, Billy Thompson twice came to the rescue, blocking an archdeacon drive with his feet and bravely clutching a ball from Walker's feet. The appearance of substitute Paul Kinnaird midway through the half uh, alerted the course of the game. Uh, all of the course of the game alerted. What am I on about? His, cross, his corner from the left was flicked on by John Clark to Ian Ferguson. His shot saved by Bonner. Ball broke to John Clark, who somehow managed to beat the Forrester defenders uh, to open the scoring in the 79th minute. Two minutes from the end, Paul Kinnear scampered clear of Chris Morris, delivered a perfect cross, which Ian Ferguson coolly slotted home. It hardly mattered that Celtic sub Tony Shepard pulled one back with a shot from the edge of the box. It was aided by a slight deflection of a Morris Malpass. What's going on with Morris Malpass deflecting things on this, on this day this week? Uh, only seconds remained, but another 2-1 win for the good guys. I won at Parkhead for United. Could be an omen. Stuff of dreams. Here's hoping. <laughs> right then. A full week's training before we face Motherwell at Tanadice on Saturday. How do you think we're going to get on? We're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. You can grab some merch at dodefoxpodcast.com and tickets for our audience with Craig Levine. Go on sale this Friday. Have a great week. Stay safe and don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. 